This podcast is powered by the leading at the top of your game development experience. If you would like to work with Karen and the shockingly different leadership team to up-level the leadership execution acumen within your organization, visit developingyourgame.com to find out more. We do what we call the superwoman schema. And the superwoman schema says, hey, you know, you can do it all. Why not? You can do everything. You can go raise a kid. You can be the CEO. You can do this and do that. What break do you need? And we have to not only come to work and show up, and show up and be this person. But on top of that, we have that stress on, on added on. So I have to go come to work, run my team. But then on top of that, I still have to, I can't make a mistake. Welcome to the Lead at the Top of Your Game podcast, where we equipped you to more effectively lead your seat at any employer, business, or industry in which you choose to play. Each week, we help you sharpen your leadership acumen by cracking open the playbooks of dynamic leaders who are doing big things in their professional endeavors. And now your host, leadership tactics and organizational development expert, Karen Farrell-Rhodes. Hey there, superstars. Welcome to the Lead at the Top of Your Game podcast, and thanks for joining another episode designed to help you better lead at the top of your game. You know, the whole quiet quitting phenomenon took over the workplace culture these past couple of years. And for those of you who may not be familiar with the term, quiet quitting is when employees put in the minimum amount of time and effort to keep their jobs, but don't go the extra mile for their employer. They basically check out mentally and frequently demonstrate behaviors such as not speaking up in meetings or not volunteering for tasks or refusing to work overtime, things like that. However, you know, quiet quitting is usually a symptom of deeper problems, such as a toxic workplace culture, mental or physical struggles that the individual is going through, uh, industry trends, unstable economies, or even geopolitical dynamics. However, There are interventions, mindsets, tools, and tactics that can be used to minimize the frequency of quiet quitting in a way that ends up being a win-win for both the employee and the employer. And on today's show, we feature a leader who's an expert in coaching professionals back onto the right track that's best for them. Marla Alberti is the owner and founder of The Truth Speaks Group, a multimedia company that creates strategies and solutions for work-life integration and harmony. She has over 20 years of experience in coaching and training, and uh, she's actually pursuing her PhD in IO psychology. She's going to share with us her perspective on why employees sometimes get stuck and what they can do to change the narrative about their professional journey and career before they use the the stick of quiet quitting. And what I love about her is her kind frankness, which is frequently the kick in the butt that we need when we're stuck in our sour feelings. You're really, really going to enjoy this conversation. And as always, be sure to stay tuned for just two minutes after the episode to listen to my closing segment called Karen's Take where I share a tip on how to use insights from today's episode to further sharpen your leadership acumen. And now, enjoy the show. Hey there, superstars. This is Karen, and welcome to another episode of the Lead at the Top of Your Game podcast. 
We are so honored that you have made it back to another episode. And because you have done so, we have a doubly special guest with you today. We are so pleased to have on today's episode, Ms. Marla Alberti, who's the owner and founder of True Speaks Group, LLC, which is a multimedia company that creates strategies and solutions for work-life integration and harmony. And boy, don't we all need that as leaders, right? She has over 20 years of experience and a ton of specialties, but in particular coaching and training. And she's currently pursuing her PhD in industrial organizational psychology. So welcome to the podcast, Marla. How are you? Hi, Miss Karen. Thank you so much. This is amazing. <laughs> I am doing well. I'm doing Excellent. well. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> well, we're so happy to have you. And we can't wait to hear so, some of the fabulous things you're doing and and your insights on um, some of the important aspects of leadership as well. But before we jump into all that goodness, um, we'd love to hear just a little bit about yourself. So as much as you feel comfortable, can you give us a sneak peek into your personal life and passions? Thank you so much. So you may have to stop me because I I, I can go on and on about this stuff. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I'm so passionate. But yes, I am a a true Duvalian, um, Duval County, Jacksonville, Florida, born and raised. We are very passionate about our county. So we say Duval. Duval. So those, okay, so you know, you know. I right? do. My Love. line sister lives there. So. Oh, okay, so you already know. You know. Yes. You already know. You already know. <laughs> passionate about the Jaguars, ready for the season to come up. Yeah. Um, but like I said, born and raised right here. I have uh, went to school here, got all my degrees. I'm uh, currently, a, I'm also a veteran of the United States Navy. During that time is when I started my journey in leadership. So in the, in the military, I was 19 years old on board the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower, and they decided to put me in the leadership role to be a ship store supervisor. Wow. I'm a supervisor of a, of a whole entire store on a ship. What am I supposed to do? So I figured it out, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I figured it out. Fire and figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out. And that leader, but I'm grateful for that leadership that I got then because it has carried me throughout my career. But ha- currently have my associate's degree, uh, bachelor's, bachelor's degree, um, master's degree, and currently, like you said, in school, my PhD in IO psychology, which is the study of human behavior in the workplace. Um, and I've also developed my nonprofit from that, IO for Teens, and we'll talk about that. Fun stuff. I, I, I have one son, but I always say I have three kids. So I have my one son, my uh-huh. beautiful daughter-in-law. That's, Aww, she's the second child. And, sure. then, <laughs> and the third one's my dad. Oh, <laughs> he'll be 85 this year. He'll be 85, 85 years he's, young. Yeah. 85 years young. He's a trooper. He's a trooper. Um, and I just found out I'm going to be a glam moth. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! Congratulations! Yes, I'm a glam moth. So super excited. Um, yes. Things I do for fun. I'm very close. To, we are a very close knit family. Um, I have a, a slew of cousins. I don't know how many. It's a lot of us, but we have portions of us and sections of us that we go on trips. We hang out. So if it's um, not a group of us, I'm always with one of them at least yeah. all the time. I'm going out with one of them tonight to a comedy show. I'm going out with another one tomorrow night to a concert and. And uh, for that a- aspect of the fun is I'm a comedy show junkie and a concert uh, junkie. <laughs> so Me I'm too. constantly going to those. I love entertainment. I love <laughs> um, creating experiences. Yes. And I will be remiss. I cannot leave. when I cannot sit on this podcast and not say what I truly love, which is cruising. I cruising. am a cruiser. Wow. So that's, that could be a separate podcast, girl. Okay. That's a whole separate podcast. (laughs) I'm a cruiser. I've been on 18 and 19 through 25 are booked. All right. I love that. Okay. So I've got to ask, 
What yes. was your favorite cruise thus far? Oh gosh, I get asked that a lot. And so so I've only cruised two lines, Carnival and Royal Caribbean. Okay. I've cruised um Carnival more and I think I do like Royal Caribbean. Um they have obviously have different ports and one of my favorite ports that I went to was with Royal Caribbean. We went to Labadee, Haiti. And even though um Royal Caribbean uh has ties with that 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 part of Haiti and that they own that part. However, it's the, the natives there, the people there, um, the customs, the culture. I love learning about cultures and yeah. and um, the people there are just phenomenal. And I truly enjoy that. I love whenever I go on these cruises, I, I try to take a tour. I, I like to learn about the culture, walk around Me the city. But as far as uh, customer service wise, I think Carnival has has top notch customer service. Like they just they just they just love you. And I, and I even said to them, I said, how do y'all act like y'all love us? It's a different Y'all come in, we pull out, and y'all act like y'all have never seen people before. I mean, they love, they just love on you. So. <laughs> well, I said, I get tired of doing that. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, you know what? They're doing it just for you. And yeah, that's why I mean, they have the reputation that they do have. <laughs> I mean, they're custom service. Now, work ribbon's okay, but you feel the love on Carnival. Gotcha. You, know, you feel the love. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, awesome. Well, you have a very dynamic life. We have so many things in common. We have to talk about that on another podcast show. Yes, yes. But let's dig in for our audience members since we, as you know, do focus a lot on leadership and leadership tips and things. And um, one of the reasons I was so passionate about having you on the show, Mm -hmm. because leaders at all levels Mm -hmm. really do struggle with work-life balance and harmony. There, I mean, we could talk about that all day, but you know, having myself be an executive coach and most of my career has been in corporate America for enterprise level firms. So the the big boy firms, I wish I had a nickel for every yeah. time I've talked to or coached, yeah. you know, employees and executives and leaders on uh, just feeling burnt out or feeling that their life is out of whack or not in balance. And it's so common and, and people don't talk about it a lot. Yeah. Um, they kind of suffer in silence, Yep. but it really affects people's physical, emotional, and mental well-being. And so I really would love to, for you to share with our audience members, first of all, how you help with that with your company. Yeah. And then also, if there are any trends that you're seeing out yeah. there in the workplace or the or just life right now as yeah. it relates to uh, work-life balance or integration, yes. I should say. Yes, Karen. Um, thank you so much. This is, like you said, this is a deep topic and we can spend the next day or so talking about it. I'll try not to do that. So <laughs> we'll have to chop this episode up into right. 20 pieces, right? <laughs> right. It is so deep. It is so deep. Yeah. So, yeah, so in my business, I have um, the True Speaks group. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we are a multimedia um coaching and training organization, uh, dealing with just that work-life integration and harmony solutions. I, I have coined myself the work-life harmonizer because 99% of my clients uh, that I have that I coach and consult, I've walked in their shoes. I've, I've been there, done that, and I'm still learning. I'm not, I haven't got to the point to where I figured it out. And, and, I, and I hope to never get there, right? I want to continue to learn and continue to grow as I move forward. And one of the biggest things I run, speaking of trends and stuff, I would say I have, I've coached men because I do have a blog, the workingwoman.co. Um, I have coached men, but uh, about 80% of my clients are the nine to five working woman, right? That's the main, that's mainly my client. And that is a wide range. It could be from 30 to 55, you know, um, maybe getting re- early retirement up in those areas. And a lot of the times they're what you just said, they're stuck, they're, they're lost, they're burnt out. They are feeling a certain way. 
And those trends come from one trend that's really popular out there right now is quiet quitting. And I'm like, oh, they put a name to it. (laughs) So I'm like, this has been around for a long time. (laughs) A long time. (laughs) So it's a name. Okay. Okay, cool. You know, so the the quiet quitting piece kind of, it really intrigued me a little bit more because number one, like I said, we put a name to it. Number two, it's something that has that I've been dealing with in my with my clients since my coaching business is ten years old. I've been dealing with this for the past ten years, you know, where people are showing up to work and they're just doing the bare minimum to get their paycheck and go home. They're not engaged. They're not active. They don't care what's going on. They don't care about the party pre COVID. They don't care about the you know bringing in the the items for the potluck. <laughs> you know, I'll just show up. What do you want me to bring? I'll bring a fork. I'll bring right. my plate. What, what do you want me to do? You know. Now, since we've gotten out of, well, we're kind of moving through the pandemic, right? Post COVID-19, it has only heightened because people have now realized, oh, I can work from home, but yet now I'm working from home. Sometimes, and it's a two-edged sword, sometimes I work a little longer when I'm working from home, right? Or sometimes I I check out and I put put my screen on, I put my uh, camera on. Then you have one side of the, uh, the coin that says, oh, we want your camera off. I mean, we want your camera on. The other side says, well, you guys take a mental break, have your camera off. So it's like, you're kind of going back and forth. And so it drives people insane. It drives people insane. And so they come to me like, Marla, well, how do you harmonize? How do you do it? Great question. You only you can know what's important to you. I'm as a coach, I can guide you, right? And you and I both know coaches, we don't, we don't tell you what to do, right? We don't, we guide, right? So I can guide you in those areas and I'm, and I'm very confident in those areas, but you have to decide, okay, what, what's priority here? What, 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 is, what, is, what is the battle that I want to fight here? Do I want to be a part of this battle? Right. And, that battle? and that battle can be multiple things. It could be your coworker. It can be your boss. A lot of times it is the boss. That's, I've run into that quite a few of my clients. The, the statement is very true. People don't leave visions, missions, and, and dreams. They leave people. Okay. It could be your family. It could be your children, right? It could be if you have smaller kids, if, suppose you're in school, suppose you're trying to better yourself. You right. know, especially in the African-American community of, amongst black women, we deal with what we call, uh, obviously I'm in school, so I have to bring up a theory, right? Wouldn't be complete without theory. Right. <laughs> what we call the superwoman schema. And the superwoman schema says, hey, you know, you can do it all. Why not? You can do everything. You can go raise a kid. You can be the CEO. You can do this and do that. Well, what break do you need? And we have to not only come to work and show up and show up and be this person, but on top of that, we have that stress on, on added on that. So I have to go come to work, run my team. But then on top of that, I still have to, I can't make a mistake. I have to be superwoman. I can't talk in slang. I can't wear my locks. I can't, you know, I have to be a certain way. I have to turn the head. It's, it's exhausting. Very it's much exhausting. So. so my remedy to that is, okay, let me step back. You know, and what I have folks do is I have folks do, I'm really big on journaling. So if you're going to be one of my coaching clients, just know ahead of time, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have you get a journal, whether you want to get a piece of paper or whatever. And I'll, I don't mean a phone journal. I mean a journal that you're using a pen and you're writing something down. Right. But I have people journal out. If you can remove every barrier in your life, Karen, whatever it is, whatever barrier is to you, if you can remove those barriers, what would you do? What would you do? Ben Hardy talks about living your future self now, Right. What, what is that? Who is that person? Yeah. What is she? What does he or she or they look like? Right. And, and then work yourself backward. You know, start with the end in mind. Stephen Covey, right? Um. So, so what does that person look like? And where you're at now, currently, how does that? 
How does that match to what you're doing? And a lot of folks realize, mm, I need to find a new career. Mm-mm, I need to go start that business. Oh, oh, I don't need to do anything. I need to take a, I need to take a month long sabbatical. <laughs> I've had a couple of clients do that. You know, so it is, it is a, it is a trend out there that I feel like the quiet quitting, going back to that, we don't have to do, you can do something about it. Why quiet quit? You can just quit altogether. Right. That's <laughs> right? true. Right. You can just that quit altogether. True. And that's a whole other topic, right? Cause we got to talk about finances and all that, but yeah. it's, it's at some point you got to ask yourself, what's worth it here? What, what, what is my person, um, my passion here? What is my purpose uh, as to what I'm doing here? And because- so what about those individuals who need to s- have made the decision that they, for whatever reason, they need to stay mm-hmm. in the workplace. Yep. It may not be their passion, but they're yep. good at what they do. They need to stay in the workplace, but their life is still not in sync. You know, they're not spending enough time with, you know, their partner or kids or spouse or family or their their elderly parents or something like that. How do you help them prioritize and then fit all that in life? Is Are you like a talk partner or are there tools that you give them to kind of sort through that? Yeah. So great question. So there's, I got to provide tools outside of the coaching and everything. One thing I highly, highly suggest is going back to that list, right? You got to know what you want. And what I've learned is a lot of folks don't know what they want because they've never taken the time to write it down. Hence why I wrote, came up with my book, the ultimate brag book, because no one takes the time to write this stuff down. Like that's like one of my top things when I do my coaching, they're like, Marla, I I can't write this. Yes, you can. You've never done it before. You haven't tried. You never tried. So you don't know what you want. Right. Once you get that list of what you want, you can have, you make time for whatever you want. That's true. I'm a, firm belie- I'm a firm believer in that. I don't care. I don't care if you got a husband, a spouse, a wife, whatever, um, and, and six and six little ones. You make time That's for right. what you want to make time for. You do. Everyone does. Everyone and does. And you find money for what you need to, you want to buy as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I don't, so I'm one of those coaches. I don't take the excuses, right? I make you do the deep work. You know, like Cal Newport says in the book, I make you do the deep work because I don't, that's what you're paying me for, right? To help you dig deep. So you got to be willing to do the deep work. And so after you make that list now, okay, fine. You can't quit the nine to five. I get it. Been there, done that. I understand. Okay. How are you feeding that passion that you want to do? How many entrepreneurs have you read or or looked at a YouTube video? They started their job on the side, their, 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 their journey on the side, right? So people will say, well, I work the nine to five and I can't, I can't do this and I can't do that. Well, you're right. One of my coaches, yes, coaches, we have coaches, right? Yes, we do. (laughs) One of my coaches told me a long time ago, whatever you believe, you're 100% correct. So if you believe you can't, then I'm not going to, I'm not, well, let's stop the session now because we're not going to move any forward. Right. right? So if you believe you can't, then you're right. You cannot. I don't believe that. You you actually, actually can because if you can envision it. And you can move forward, right? We're not talking about the poof poof. We're talking about reality, reality of what, what it is you're trying to do, reality of what it is you want. So if you want to start that side hustle, if you want to start that business, that the side hustle that can turn into a full blown business, I'm just using that as an example, but you have um, the babies at home. Can, can you wake up? I'm not going to tell you an hour. Can you wake up 15 minutes earlier? Right. Before the, the babies get up, before the family gets up or whomever. Can you wake up? Notice I didn't say an hour. Let's start tiny. Can you wake up 15 minutes earlier That's and, right. and journal your, your your vision? Journal your entrepreneurial thoughts. Watch a, a watch a 15 minute pot or 15 minutes of a podcast. What are you doing in the car? Jim Rohn says you can get a full blown degree in the car if you if, yeah. you, if you're listening to audiobooks. 
or yes. listening to um, podcasts. So, or listening to courses or, or whatever. That's you know, right. so, so how are you using your time? I'm not a fan of time management. That's another key factor I talk about. You cannot manage something that keeps moving. If no. you know it's a clock, a clock keeps moving, right? You can you optimize can, your use of your time, exactly. though. You can yes. manage yourself, Karen. That's you can right. Yourself. And this is what I teach clients is, and coach clients to do is you have to manage yourself. Stop making the excuses, right? That you can't get up 15 minutes earlier. You can't do this. Now, am I saying do it every day? You may can only do Monday and Wednesday. Okay, Monday and Wednesday, wake up 15 minutes earlier and, and write down notes about that vision, that, that dream that you have, that nonprofit you want to open, that CEO position that you want to go after. What does it take to be a CEO? Have you have you read the have you read books about CEOs? Have you watched yeah. podcasts about CEOs? You know, so I really challenge them <laughs> what they want to do, right? So right. different things. I really challenge them to dig deep and look at the areas and do the research. And nine out of ten, I'm gonna say nine nine ninety nine percent of the time, these people have not done any of the stuff that I just said. Yeah. No, I haven't done any of it. <laughs> and you kind of um, hinted at it, but I want to go back to um, your book about your, the ultimate brag book. I think yeah. it's 100, 100 questions about how awesome you are. Yes, I found that find that many leaders um, are just always go 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 and are in, I guess, leadership mind or leadership mode, yep. and they haven't taken the time to sit back and reflect on the impact that they're truly making yes. in, in a way that it you know makes them even feel good about themselves and they can appreciate how they're serving the world. Yes. But share a little bit more about your, your book and how important those messages are. Yes. Thanks, Karen. So that book, let's give a little bit of um, context to that. That book came from me coaching my clients, right? And um, I was just, what I would notice was with the clients is they would be so hard on themselves. Well, I, I don't have this. I don't have that skill. Uh, you know, and women, it's been studies, it's been studies done. So I'm not going to, you know, go down a rabbit hole with this, but we all know that women, we have to have 80% of the qualifications on the resume. Men have to apply. And, and, then, and then they'll apply and get the job. Right. So right. that shows up in our, that, that comes out of our pores, right. It kind of shows up in our actions. It shows up when we're speaking and it's just, it's not so. So I said, you know what, something I said, I, I need you to say, what, what do you like about yourself? I've had clients on calls, they can't tell me 10 things they like about themselves. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just broke my heart. I said, okay, something's got to be done. So voila, the book, the ultimate brag book. You, I'm going to make you brag on yourself. <laughs> 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 Bragging has a negative connotation sometimes. I'm not yes, saying for you to, let's, let's move the negative out of the way, right? I'm not saying for you to say you're better than somebody else. I'm not saying to say for you to bully someone and put someone down. I'm not saying for you to say, oh, she's all that. No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking. That's not bragging. <laughs> you know, yeah. bragging is the, the internal feeling you feel about yourself. That's and right. you're letting other people know that. That's you're not right. saying that you're better than them, right? Mm-hmm. You're saying yeah. that this is what I do best. That's this right. is what I'm good at. This is what I like. These are things that I love to do. Now, some people will take it a different way, obviously, because that's that's a, that's a whole other session too when we talk about therapy and stuff, right? Right. Because right? we, we project onto others, right? But that bragging on yourself, you need to hear yourself say, you know what? I, I am good at cooking. I'm yeah. a good cook. And it's okay to say, I'm a good cook. It's okay yeah. to tell people I'm a good cook. I'm not saying that I am. No, I'm just using an example. <laughs> I, I don't like right, Yeah, but, but I do get what you're saying because the importance of that is they, you, anyone needs to be able to articulate their value. 
and yes. what they're gifted in, because that helps guide others to determine how to best include them, how to best leverage their yeah. strengths and superpowers, right? So taking that moment to reflect upon that and then speaking it out to the point that you're you know, comfortable and that you can articulate it mm-hmm. um, will actually maybe even open up doors and opportunities for you, right? I'm telling you, uh, Karen, I have had people come back to me and say they have gotten book ideas from answering these questions, <laughs> that their marriage has gotten better from answering All the right. questions. I'm like, okay. <laughs> The, the one young lady, she did it with her daughter and her, her daughter, she, she wrote back, sent me an email and said, oh my gosh, mom, this is so much fun. Like I never thought about mm-hmm. asking these questions to myself, let alone my daughter. You know, wow. and, I mean, I've gotten so many positive compliments back about how the book is helping them change their mindsets about themselves. Because I'm asking you questions about what 10 companies would you be the CEO of? You know, what, 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 what part of your body do you love? What what are your favorite restaurants? Simple stuff. You don't even right. you never have you never even thought about it. Someone said to me, like, Mom, I never even thought about my favorite restaurants. Well, you're gonna write it down in this book. That's right. <laughs> right. I love that. I love that. I'm gonna have to definitely get a copy and read that yeah, and do. and then include it because I bet there's some some fantastic exercises um, yeah. you know. To, to use, you know, even in our own business as well. If it's 100, 100 questions, it's a journal. You're, you're simply bragging on yourself. That's what it is. And what, mm-hmm. what people normally do is they'll, they'll because I don't recommend sitting and doing the book in one setting. I don't think any right. client of mine has done that. Well, people have <laughs> done yeah. But yeah, so sit down and do a couple of pages. I, what I, always, I like to do, because I, I use the book myself, what I, I just like to open it up. And then in whatever page I land on, I answer the question. And then oh, that's shut it fine. down and then go to the next and the next day or whenever I do it again, open up again and just, you know, until I have the book full, that's you know, amazing. so, um, so yeah, so definitely, definitely people need to know their value. Still an issue amongst women. We're getting there, but we still, we're we, getting there step by we're getting, step. We're getting there. Slowly. But what I also love is that you have an area of focus, um, on our youth as well. Starting them early, yes. planting those seeds early. Can you share yes. a little bit about your, is it a nonprofit organization? Yes, yes. It's so, so let me give a little context to that as well. So as I told okay. you, I'm currently in school with my PhD in IO psychology, which is industrial organizational psychology, yes. which is the study of human behavior in the workplace. So I'm driving down the street one day. I said, how will teenagers learn about these concepts? So there's 20, someone may argue with you, 25 to 26 different specialization areas in IO psychology. And I said, well, how will, how will teenagers know about it? And then voila, the idea popped up. This was literally last year. This goes to show how fast the universe moves. Last year, this nonprofit didn't exist. This year, we are, we're moving. Wow. And so and we have four um, objectives behind what we do. We've taken that, those 25 specialization areas and put them into what we call our curriculum called the dream catcher. And it's five classifications for the dream catcher. Um, please go out to www.ioforteens.org. Check it out. Um, so we have developed a curriculum for 8th through 12th grade. Currently, we have 11th and 12th grade done, and we are teaching that. We are um, uh, partnering with a nonprofit here, local nonprofit here in Jacksonville, Teen Leaders of America, Go Teen Leaders. And, yeah. uh, and we're teaching 11th and 12th graders um, the, the concepts within IO psychology. And what, they're, what the beautiful part about it, Karen, is it's a science. They're learning a science. Right. Mm. We're not teaching them to be IO psychologists. Right. 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 We're, not, we're not saying that they have to go to school, go, go to college, but we're teaching you life skills that you're going to need regardless of whatever, wherever you just, if you want to be a social media influencer, you need to know how to work with people. They IO, definitely psychology, do. IO psychology methodologies can, can teach you that. Our second um, objective is to create a teaching certification, which that's in the works. 
And our third and fourth objectives are a community fund as well as a uh, scholarship fund. Obviously, the scholarship fund is self-explanatory. And the community fund is to help those those teams who want to do that social media influencer. Prime example we did last year, we adopted a team last year and she wants to be a graphic artist. And so we, we were able to raise enough money to get her iPad so she can, you know, because iPad has those um, special t- tools inside of it that they can use to do design. And right. she was just blown away. Just blown Aww. away. She, oh, just, that stuff just eats you up on the inside. It just warms you, just warms you up. And so we're, we're hoping to continue to grow the funds so we can give out our first scholarship next year, next in the, by the next in the next school year, 2023, 24 school year and grow, um, grow the community funds. We can do that same thing again. We hope to adopt more than one team this year for Christmas. So please, please, please go out to ioforteens.org, support us. Um, we're a small crew right now. Me, of course, I, I have a BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal. Marla. <laughs> For teens, it's more like a, an elective slash um, after school type program. We'll sure. be in all the schools. We'll be in all the high schools across the country. But that's let's amazing. I'm going to do County in Jacksonville. And that is so needed for our youth because I even remember when my daughter got out of high school, she said she felt lost. She said she didn't feel yeah. ready for life. And I'm like, and I was one of those helicopter parents. I'm like, how can you not feel ready? And she said, I just don't. And it wasn't just her. It was yeah. her friends. You know, yeah. we were the house that everybody came to hang out at. And and it was amazing how insecure they yeah. were, even with a supportive, you know, um, community and family unit. Yeah. So that is so needed. So kudos to you and your team. Thank and we'll definitely so have links to your organization in the show notes. So audience, please definitely check that out. Thank you so much. So Ms. Marla, um, one of the other fun things we love to ask on the show as we love to ask, um, which of the leadership tactics that I write about in my book uh, really resonated with you? And you were so kind enough to share that leading with um, entrepreneurship really rang home. And for my audience members, if you don't remember, leading with entrepreneurship is all about building an organization by improving its processes or products or services. And you can lead with uh, entrepreneurship, even if you're in corporate America or if you own your own business, whatever your entity is that you're in, it's always about looking to better it through innovation, whatever you're offering. So Ms. Marla, why did that one really stand out for you? I'm curious. Minds want to know. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I have been studying that word for a long time, um, entrepreneurship. I call myself a lifetime student, so I'm always in somebody's school. <laughs> and so I actually had to write a paper on entrepreneurship, um, I think, for my bachelor's degree. And mm-hmm. um, so I got a bachelor's degree in supervision and management. So we had to write about that. Well, that's the topic <laughs> I chose to write about. And it's, it's important because by myself being an entrepreneur, okay, I want to take those skill sets. Why can't we use those same skill sets inside the workplace? Right. Inside the four walls, right? Entrepreneurship, right. we're outside, right? But, but I, I got those skill sets. I Because, you know, entrepreneurs, we think differently. We right? do. We move. We, we move differently, but they need those same skills, that that same mindset inside. So that's where the entrepreneurship comes from. I'm building something uh, that you're gonna have to let me think outside the box here. But mm-hmm. I'm building that inside of the organization, and that's key because that's why we have the iPhone, right? That's why that's we right. Have, that's why we have certain uh, new uh, technologies and Chat GPT and oh, all no, this, and AI and all that, yeah, all this AI stuff, you know, right? So someone had to, you got to have that entrepreneurial mind and bring it inside, right? Mm-hmm. And have that entrepreneurship yes. tactics so you can be able to do what we said earlier: be innovative, That's create, right. and move forward. And, and innovation is more than just creating, right? Innovation is evolving. evolving. Innovation is 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 taking something that wasn't there and, and making it. 
That's right? right. And, That's and, and right. bringing it into fruition. When I, always, right. I always tell the teens um, is everything you see, I don't care what you look at, everything you see was in somebody's imagination. Yeah, it was at some point in time. Pen, it sure was. This pen was in somebody's imagination. This pen didn't just pop out of the sky. No. Someone had to say, you know, what? I want to have a blue pen that has silver on it that says Gateway Arch National Park. I have no idea why I got this pen. <laughs> you know, but but yeah. you know, but someone someone said that, and and, right. and, and and they put the idea into motion, and, and bam, here it is. There it is. You know. And you know that I always say that innovation and entrepreneurship runs the world. So yep. it, you they know, do. it definitely does. They do. Well, Ms. Marla, I know we're close on time, but before we let you get out of here, um, we always love to also give some time to give kudos to others. And so I want you to think about a brand or an individual or an entity or company. It doesn't matter what someone or something that in your opinion, is leading at the top of their game. And I'm curious if something comes to mind or someone comes to mind. And if so, tell us why, because we're always curious what it takes to really differentiate yourself uh, amongst your peers. Yes, Karen. So this is a, this was a deep question, but so I used to work for JP Morgan Chase. I was there for like 13 years. And while I was there, um, Tashunda Duckett Brown was the CEO of, matter of fact, she wasn't not the CEO. She was, um, I think, senior vice president of something. And then she got promoted to CEO of auto finance. Oh, nice. And then um, not too long after that, um, a few, you know, I left the bank and whatnot. She's moved forward. And now she is the C- past two, two years, two and a half years. She's the CEO of TIAA Bank. Ah, and nice. it, I just watched her, watch how she is on, on LinkedIn. I, I have not personally worked with her and I don't personally know her. Sure. But watching how she was at Chase and how she talked to the audience, how she spoke about her team. Um, I can only imagine that's still carrying forward. She talks about her family, her kids, her husband. She's just, that's, listen to me, leaders out there. This is what people want. They want authentic yeah. and servant leadership. They Stop sure trying did. to be who you are not. Oh. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> talk about hey. But anyway, um, you can tell that bothers me. But no, I, like I said, I don't know her personally, but I can just yeah. see that she cares about her community. She's constantly putting videos out there about uh, African-Americans, especially understanding the value of wealth, having a wealth mindset, getting out of this poverty mindset. She's yeah. constantly, she has her hair in her braids. She's constantly has, she has her cute glasses on. She, she dresses, she has her own style. She's not trying to fit the corporate, you know, no. yeah. 1945-ish look. She's right. her, she has her own style. And that is what is, is impressive. Yeah, that is what comes across as you know what that's a leader that I want to follow. That's a leader that I want to look after and, and say, okay, she talked about her family, talked about her husband, talked about her 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 um her parents. They have a foundation. You know, I, I want to hear about the whole person, not the that's work right. person. That's why I say work life right. integration. Don't yeah. talk to me about only work. I want to hear about you as a human being because I coach the human being. I don't coach the work person. I coach that's you, right. the human being. So so I so that's why she is so um that's why I I just admire her as much. All right, audience, that is just pure gold right there. We talk about this a lot on the show, but showing up as your authentic self is one of the keys to build your followership and being that leader that others want to follow. And, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's not rocket science, but a lot of people just do not dedicate the time and effort or, or be, or willing to be that vulnerable. 
yes. to share a bit, you know, yeah. with others. Um, mm-hmm. But that's how you build trust and build connection yeah. uh, within your those that you work with and in your community. And people want to follow exactly. those that or be friends with or help support right. those who are leading from the front. Exactly. You know, stop stop putting <laughs> policies and stuff. Be, yeah. be a human. Be a human. Be human. Are, are they? Uh, is your employee breaking the law? But they're because they're yeah. not following this particular policy. Be a yeah. human being. Did they? Did they mean to break the policy? Did they do it on purpose? My gosh. You know, <laughs> it's just some of the things that these leaders are doing is just. I I'm just appalled. Okay. I'm like, do you do you know this is a human being, right? This is not That's a human, right. Right. This is a human being. <laughs> You know, so, but it's, yeah, it's just be you, just be your authentic self. Just, just talk about Bobby's baseball game. (laughs) Well, Miss Marlo, um, we're going to have information in the show notes, but I want you to put a voice behind it. How can people find you if they're looking to learn more, connect with you? Yes, please email me at contact at truthspeakscoaching.com. The website is www.truthspeakscoaching.com. Even though, yes, the title, the name is True Speaks Group, but I just kept the coaching piece because it's easy. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Go to, to the website for the, um, for the nonprofit, ioforteens.org. That's I-O-F-O-R-T-E-E-N-S.org. We're on YouTube. We're on LinkedIn. Follow me on LinkedIn, Marlo J. Alberti. Reach out to me. I, I talk to people all the time on LinkedIn. Yeah, <laughs> so I do. Too. I live make, on LinkedIn. Yeah, that's how you make your connections. I talk to you people do. all the time. So link, find me. It's Marlo J. Alberti. I'm the only one out there. So find me out there on LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, definitely go to the website. If you if you subscribe to my website, you'll get a free work-life harmony workbook. And it's actually, it's not a sheet of paper. It's a workbook. It's free. So go out, right. sign up. go out there and sign up and then and, and donate. Come, become a monthly donor. We need, we need all the support we can get. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for the gift of your time and knowledge, Marla. This has been a tremendous episode. And um, yep. we... We don't take it lightly um, with our guests. So um, I was sitting here writing a ton of notes and my audience members knows I do that because I've even learned so much. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Karen. This has been a pleasure. Awesome. And our thank you to listeners for joining in. We can't wait to have you join in next week. As you know, I only ask for one favor, that is to subscribe and like the show as well as to share with just one friend, because when you do, that expands our reach and we're able to help others to also lead at the top of their game. Yes. Thank you so much and see you next week. Well, I hope you enjoyed our conversation today with Marla Alberti, owner and founder of True Speaks Group. Links to her bio, her entry into our leadership playbook and additional resources can be found in the show notes both on your favorite podcast platform of choice and on the web at leadyourgamepodcast.com. And now for Karen's take on today's topic of quiet quitting. Well, I'm going to take a little turn with you. And instead of talking about quiet quitting, talk about one of its sister actions. Since quiet quitting is so popular in the news, I decided to focus today's Karen's take on a more rarely known sister process to quiet quitting called quiet firing. Quiet firing is the management practice in which a manager or supervisor very subtly encourages an employee to quit their job. This can be done by assigning them undesirable work or maybe reducing their working hours or depriving them of opportunities to advance. This isn't a practice to be proud of, just to be clear. And it really shouldn't be happening in healthy work environments. 
but I'd be remiss if I didn't say that I haven't seen it before. It's sadly quite common when employers don't want to fire an employee directly uh, and be forced to provide a service package, for example, that they do the practice of quiet firing. For example, you know, in a worst case scenario, quiet firing also happens when managers allow employees to have you know, truly toxic or miserable experiences at work as a way to squeeze them out um, and off the team. It's kind of a form of gaslighting. Quiet firing an employee may seem like a convenient way to avoid a hard conversation, but ultimately it affects team morale and the employer's reputation. Ultimately, managers must do what's best for the team, and I get that. You know, holding on to low-performing employees for any reason besides, you know, coaching and developing them up to the needed level of performance is a disservice to all involved. But I do want to give a warning for leaders and executives and organizations. When your managers quiet quit, they also are quiet firely, quietly firing their teams. They're creating conditions that may force many of your great employees out of the company. Many of them might be your key or star performers. So I encourage you to be proactive and have open and honest conversations about quiet quitting with both your employees and your people managers. And if you need help with this, feel free to reach out to me via LinkedIn or via our contact page on our website. And we'll set up some time to kind of talk through and review alternatives and strategies to make improvements in your work culture. Well, thanks again for joining this episode. And please remember to subscribe to the podcast and share with just one friend, because performing this one selfless act will empower you to also help others to lead at the top of their game. Thanks a ton for listening and see you next week. And that's our show for today. Thank you for listening to the Lead at the Top of Your Game podcast, where we help you lead your seat at any employer, business, or industry in which you choose to play. You can check out the show notes, additional episodes, bonus resources, and also submit guest recommendations on our website at leadyourgamepodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn by searching for the name Karen Rhodes with Karen being spelled K-A-R-A-N. And if you like the show, the greatest gift you can give would be to subscribe and leave a rating on your podcast platform of choice. This podcast has been a production of Shockingly Different Leadership, a global consultancy which helps organizations execute their people, talent development, and organizational effectiveness initiatives on an on-demand project or contract basis. Huge thanks to our production and editing team for a job well done. Goodbye for now.